Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Tables with your host, Rob Bradley. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Rob Bradley, and I'm joined with my co-host, James. Hey, James. Hello. How are we all doing? Yeah, good. We're down at JC today. He must be very busy up in Edinburgh, I imagine. We have tried to get hold of him, but I think what's happened is he is so overwhelmed with all the work they're doing up there for his Batsu uh, show that he's probably either um, incredibly uh, exhausted from that or um, he's incredibly busy. So we haven't got JC today, um, but he may very well join us at some point in the podcast. So if he does and there's a bit of a strange sort of like crossover going on, we do apologize. But uh, yeah. Good to uh, good to good to be back. Hey, James. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to be fair, from what um, we've heard from JC's show and the punishments that people have had to do, there's a very good chance he's died or oh, God <laughs> or Christ. horribly horribly ill. Oh, uh, I believe there was some sort of mop and bucket drink challenge that did not sound oh, pleasant. God, really? Um, yeah. Like what? Uh, I I can't remember what it what exactly it was, but there was a disgusting mop and bucket thing, and one of the punishments was to drink out of the bucket. I I think. Um, but on the other hand, there's also the chance you got to eat sushi off JC's body, so it's it swings around. <laughs> oh my goodness! Eat sushi off JC's body, crikey! Mm. That's a uh, that's a uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I have a I have a funny story about that. I think that I think I mentioned this before actually. Didn't I a previous episode? There was um yeah there was a basically we my friends and I we went round to this to this house to this house party and um we turned up and we were just kind of there just hanging out and stuff and there was like a group of people that were they all seemed really friendly with each other and we were like okay like like you know they looked like they were like a mixture of like boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff. Anyway, um as the night progressed, we found out that. They uh, they'd vanished somewhere in the house. And this was a pretty big house in the middle of nowhere in the countryside, and um, and I was kind of like wandering around the house as you do because I was being nosy, and uh, <laughs> I, I I stumbled into a room, and I kid you not, in front of me there was a girl completely naked with a load of sushi on her, and a load of people taking turns taking the sushi and eating it, and then taking like an item with their clothing off, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> uh, I was like quickly like. Got out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> sorry, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm just, just looking for the Wrong room. And... <laughs> oh, sis, oh, sis, I was told. Please being served. I was told up here, but clearly they they mis misconstrued by. <laughs> oh, so bonkers, so bonkers. Yeah. So um, yeah. So how how has your week been, in James? So far, I was recording this on a Wednesday at the moment. By the way, everyone. Hopefully, it should yeah. come out by Wednesday as well. No, it's not been not been too bad. Um, got. A day off work tomorrow. Uh, I'm coming Sick. to see see you in, in person. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Interesting uh, mm. related stuff, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in the future when we've absolutely got some once more we know stuff, a bit more, more about interesting what stuff. We're actually doing yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, yeah, it's just uh, just a regular work week. I played football for the first time in a couple of weeks, which I won't uh, talk too much about because this oh, is really? a geeky podcast, and we don't. I was like gonna, sports, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm, I'm very much aware at the moment that um, I spend a lot of my time being sat down. Like in my office, I'm sat down. I drive to the office, sat down. I get home. I get out my Steam Deck. I play Baldur's Gate 3, sat down. <laughs> There's a lot of sitting down going on. Oh, so I'm kind of like, 
I think I think maybe it's time I did start to think about perhaps doing a sport or playing Baldur's Gate three on a treadmill because that's Steam decks. Oh that's yeah, handy. handy. Or a that's bike. A very good point. Sit or on a bike. bike. Yeah, we've got a bike. Open. We've got a bike. Yeah, yeah we've got definitely got a bike. I um I went through a really bizarre stage of of uh, so basically my my gym, which I am a member of that I never go to, is literally right next to a drive through McDonald's. Which is so dangerous. <laughs> which is why I never go to it. And the thing is, as well, it's like I say to my girlfriend, I see my partner behind Charlotte. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to, um, just gonna go to the gym this morning. So I pack mm. up all my gym stuff, I get in the car, I drive to the gym, and I haven't eaten any breakfast because I'm doing that thing where you, you know, you exercise first thing in the morning mm. before breakfast so you can lose some weight. And I just see the McDonald's, I see those pearly, those, uh, those pearly gates, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh. Maybe I'll just have a little breakfast instead. <laughs> yeah, the problem I have is, is I would go into the gym, do my workout, oh. come out, be knackered, uh, probably quite thirsty, even if I've mm. taken a water bottle in. I'd get through so much water, but I exercise. Um, and then see McDonald's and be like, well, I mean, I've burned a lot of calories this morning. I can, I can justify. And then I will overdo it. <laughs> yeah, right. Three yeah, meals. <laughs> yeah it is it is a bit of a, a tricky one that isn't it i um what have i been doing this week i just well last night i finished stranger things oh season it? four yeah, yeah. i tell you what that right spoiler alert everyone so if you haven't watched stranger things i'm about to reveal something that's a big big deal well i'll try and do it in a way that is actually not too spoilery in fact um the thing with vecna the second yeah. to last episode how that ties in with everything Oh my god! It's I was so like, good. I was like, this is phenomenal storytelling at its best. <laughs> like literally, the character development of Steve as well, Steve Harrington, mm. his character development, incredible. How it's all linked together. I was like, wow, this is like, like, if you ever want to see a masterclass in storytelling, watch mm. the second to last episode of Stranger Things and just see how they piece everything together from everything that's come before it's like as i was watching it i was like i kept i kept pausing it i was like oh my god i was like, I was like i'd love to have been in that writer's room with all those writers and they were all coming up with the ideas where they were joining all the dots yeah. together working out okay so so because I, I, I was watching it, i was thinking to myself i wonder if we're gonna get to, to find out who vecner is mm. and at no point did i think to myself it must be this person or it must be that person or they must have some kind of relationship to these people from this yeah. Nothing like that because, and they did it in such a really clever, subtle way mm. that was wonderful, really uh, wonderful. I, I think season four of Stranger Things is probably my favorite season of it. Um, yeah, since, uh, the first season comes very, very close as well because obviously. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's my favorite, and it's not just the Kate Bush soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think they absolutely nailed it. I think they really nailed it. I, I love, I love the bad guy in Vecna. I think the fact that he's pry, preying on, um, sort of like people's traumas, people who have who have suffered from like extreme trauma. Yeah. And I just think it's really current and really clever, and just, just he's a great bad guy, really he, good bad guy. Yeah, he is he is a good bad guy, and I, I'm yeah. I'm intrigued. So they're only doing one more season, which is it is good. I like it sucks that it's yeah, ending. They have, but they have to. Yeah. It's nice that they have planned for a number of yeah. seasons and they're sticking to it. They're not gonna like drag it out or like Unlike know. unlike The Walking Dead. Bloody hell. That's like on <sighs> season season twelve or something stupid. And honestly, I stopped watching it when I realized that they were just flogging a dead horse. 
I was like, yeah. they've got they got to the point where the get the, the storyline with Negan. I don't know if you've seen Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Seen it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So with Negan, yeah, oh yeah. the bad guy, that should have been the end. Or maybe, or maybe have like some kind of um another season after that where it's like Negan's um he's uh what's the word I'm looking for? When redemption. So it's like yeah. Negan's redemption. You see that and then well, they get and that then eventually. But yeah, yeah. But they but then they do that and then it it carries on for a little bit. Yeah, it carries on. You're just like, why? It's like like you can't you can't like surely you're supposed to like with these TV shows where there's like good guys, bad guys, you escalate the bad guy. Yeah. It gets more and more like horrendous. Yeah. The bad guy gets more and more maniacal. Well, you the eventually, you eventually get more and more personal. Yeah. You, you, you need to do one of the two. Yeah. Exactly. And then eventually you see the puppet master at the end who is like the big bad evil guy. You know, and that's the bad guy. But then in The Walking Dead, they just don't do that. They just go, eh, we'll just give you, oh, you love those characters. Here they are in the woods because the woods mm. is cheap. Woods doesn't cost us anything. So we'll just have them in the woods running around with their weapons because you love them. So, you know, you're going you're gonna to tune in regardless. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. I, I don't, because I stopped watching because I, I got bored of it. Um, but yeah, I, I heard that they did do something where the next sort of group of villains, these people who like wear undead faces and stuff to blend the in. whisperers the whisperers mm. and there's like a i don't know if it is is true or if it's like a, a fan theory that's come out where there was a one of the little kids that um oh who is the the woman who sort of it gets in relationship with daryl carol is it carol, carol. yeah carol yeah. It is carol where See, I loved, to... I loved I loved her, her development as a character. Amazing. Yeah, great. Yeah, from this. Yeah, from the start. I'm glad she survived. Like, at least until I had stopped watching it, she was still going. So fingers crossed that is still there. But where she, mm. there was those. There was that little girl who killed her sister because she'd been bitten or something. And there's a. Yes. I, I think they were in. There was. There's a reference to the, maybe the whisperers had something to do with what happened to the girls, and then Carol, uh, Carol having to then. Um, yeah, that's right. Len- Lenny from Of Mice and Men, the that's right. one of the children. Yeah, yeah. which is a really brutal um, yeah. scene as well. Yeah, Just, see, yeah. I, I like I like that part of it. I like the the fact that you... Because the bit where Negan kills Kyle. Is it Kyle? Uh, oh, Kyle, he kills Glenn. And Glenn, he... Glenn, not Kyle. Glenn, that's what I meant. Sorry, Glenn. Uh, that, that's sort of when I started to check out because I... Yeah, love Glenn. <laughs> it was my yeah, favorite so character. Did I, so did I. But that does happen in the comic books, so you see. Yeah, so it's true to the story, and in a way, in a way, it's it kind of it kind of says about the brutality. It, it it's the it it's a compliment. It's a, it complements the blue the brutality of the world that they're in. Mm. You know, it's like this is the sort of shit you're dealing with. You're dealing with absolute psychopaths because they totally. You know, if the world collapsed tomorrow, we would literally like the psychopaths would reign supreme because they, they'd be the ones that are willing to do whatever it takes in order to survive. Whereas the rest of us will just be like, Oh, I don't, well, I don't really want to, Oh, I don't want to rob off those people. I don't want to do this. But the psychos would be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to go rob everyone. <laughs> you know, then I'll murder a couple of these people and then I'll make them make everyone scared of me. And then I'll become the ruler. Hooray. I'm the best, you know? Yeah. And then we'll be like, Oh, okay. You know, in that world, they'll, they'll reign supreme. And oh, they yeah, knew not- that. I'm not lasting ten minutes in in a Walking Dead scenario. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bow and arrow in the back of my car, which oh. um, I got into archery uh, last year, 
and um for obvious reasons you know yeah. D, archery yeah makes sense and i really i really enjoyed it but because i moved to this area last year i've only lived in oxfordshire for a year and i wanted to make new friends and stuff and i started this archery club i, well, I went to this archery club sorry and the people there were just not very friendly no no and i was just like they're just a bit a bit kind of oddly elitist and i thought that like why would why would archery have like that kind of stigma i know i know a tennis club would or a golf you know certain golf clubs would but archery and yeah it turned out yeah they were just really weird with me and funny and i was just like oh you know i think it's because when they said to me why do you why do you want to do archery and i was like oh because i play D &D." yeah uh, <laughs> and also if there's, right. a bo- if there's a if there's an oh. apocalypse i want to be able to like you know look after my family and stuff yeah and they just looked at me like i was just this mad guy mm. <laughs> I was like, no, being serious. i don't i don't <laughs> understand what other reason there is to do archery though you're either interested in something medieval or you've yeah. seen fantasy movies you're into something like disney <clears throat> like what i don't understand what the other answer could be is is a good workout from one of my arms like yeah right <laughs> one of my arms gets really buff yeah <laughs> like one side of your arm one... it was really just, the annoying thing as well is that i had to um i had to buy uh, a left-handed bow because i'm i'm left i'm, I'm actually right-handed but i'm right. left i'm left eye dominant because oh, if you do okay. this thing where you hold your hands up in front of you like this i'll show you yeah you have to make like a make like a make like a uh like a triangle triangle push yeah it out, point it into hold, hold it over like somewhere in the distance and then slowly bring your hand in like that slowly bring it in oh. and whichever right comes over that's your dominant it's, eye it's going to my right eye yeah yeah see mine goes straight okay. to my left mental and i'm right handed it's, it's lucky though because i can only close my left eye i can't oh, really? only close my right eye really yeah i can't do one i can only i can only yeah i can blink obviously i'm not a total weirdo but i can i can't i can't just Shut my right eye. It just doesn't doesn't work like that. Oh wow, how bizarre! Which is horrible because if I get something in my <laughs> right eye, both my eyes are closed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just keep that one shut. Oh wow, I wonder why that is. Muscles oh. or nerves or mixture of the two. Yeah. Maybe I should get it checked out. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Nah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. It's not caused me too much problem. No, uh, I'm sure so it's... far. I'm sure it's fine. Even like I, I did. I had contact lenses and stuff that I used to have to put in, and yeah, I should have like fairly good control over my eyes, but I don't. So, oh well, it's not the end of the world. Being able to open one eye and close another eye and stuff. You know, let's just hope nothing ever happens where you have to do that. In what kind of situation would you would you be in where that would be a? If I'm playing Wink Murder and I want to like get, <laughs> get away murder. with like a certain wink, if I if I wink <laughs> at someone on my right with my left eye, it's very obvious to the rest of the group. Yeah, right. <laughs> How funny! So, is there um, any RPG news this week, then, James? We do have quite a bit of news from Gen Con. Um, cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back those, to <laughs> yeah, those little rogues. They have I still not been caught. Good on them. Um, Good yeah. On them. Uh, so they've confirmed that the cards were Magic the Gathering cards for sure now. $300,000 yeah. worth. Flipping um, It looks like, however, uh, as great uh, a job they did at just walking out brazenly, they may have been wearing their own company's merch when they did it. Um, so... Imbeciles. <laughs> I know. I want to I like them, but they've been dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, stupid. Yeah, so 
uh, what company was it? There was it's like a, another trading card. So they were another trading card company there working. Um, so uh, the name oh, they have been named an Andrew Pearson um, and a Thomas Dunbar. Um, Fugitives. It, Castle Assault is the they, so they were wearing Castle Assault oh, T-shirts. Yeah, so yeah. that's why those two people are people of interest. They think that it was them. Uh, it could be, of course, that someone very cleverly has bought castle or stolen castle assault t-shirts, stuck those on, and then walked out. Because uh, the pictures are all still quite yeah. blurry. That it would could be, be that yeah, that would be like the clever thing to do, I suppose. But also, as well, what assholes like <laughs> stitching up, stitching up, someone stitching else. up another? Yeah, I mean, is it is it that is the rivalry that bad between like? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah it's hell? another smaller it's an even smaller company than that that's uh <laughs> i just don't get the motivation behind it like i get i get obviously yeah cool you know magic the gathering cards you know some can be some of them can be worth an awful lot of money but it just like the risk of doing that to have those cards mm. to have maybe you know because they're not going to sell they're not going to sell them anytime anytime soon no. you know it's going to take them it will take them probably well the same amount of time it will take any business to sell that kind of stock right yeah it's gonna oh, take exactly, years yeah. it's gonna take years potentially if they've got unless they've unless they they would have had to have stolen them if they wanted to make money to sell them through their own channel of how they can sell like them a, themselves a, a so, buyer setup already yeah exactly like some kind of buyer setup already they've got a website that's really popular for selling cards and they just and they just you know want to make a load of and the thing is, I know Magic the Gathering are are very like their um their profit not their profit margin, but their what's the gap between? I think the the, the their recommended retail price compared to what it costs as their, their wholesale the price. Yeah, the wholesale price to like a vendor, like a like a mm. gaming shop, isn't very much, which is why yeah. they they encourage them to do Friday Night Magic because they can get a load of people in, they'll buy a load of cards, and they'll make you know the most that they can make from that. And it's also why they encourage them to have like other things in their store that they can make money from. And yeah. it's kind of like how cinemas work. Like cinemas make like literally no money from the films that they show. Oh, it's all food and drink. It's yeah, all, concessions, it's why, it? yeah. yeah, it's why pop. That's why they sell popcorn because popcorn has such a massive markup. I think Those it's like the biggest markup, isn't it? It's such yeah, a ridiculous biggest, percentage, like five hundred percent or something. <laughs> the a full, you know, you know, when you go to the counter, you see one of those big counters of popcorn on a, yeah. a cinema, like a view cinema or something. Mm. To fill that up costs five pounds. Worth a oh, popcorn. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Whereas and you're you imagine, paying, and you're paying five pounds for a little bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's basically how they. That's how they make their money. God damn it! I do always get popcorn because if I'm going so to the cinema, I. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm making it. I'm making it a thing, and I buy popcorn and I'm getting a drink. Everything is worth what it's purchased or pay for it. So if you're willing to pay for it, then that's how much it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I I don't know anything about Castle Assault as a game, but no, it is neither. a tower defense card game uh, that okay. me- meeting tactical strategy, um, cool. uh, and it was successfully kickstarted back in 2015, uh, and it has been at Gen Con before in 2017. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that it is likely to have been them. Um, but I'm surprised they didn't go for the new Disney Lorcana cards. Yeah. Because I imagine if, I mean, 
I can already imagine how hard Disney would have come down on them, like an absolute ton of bricks <laughs> for stealing oh, those. Yeah. But like getting them early, if they had a buy, if they had a buyer set up, or I think that's the thing that they would, they just wouldn't be able to sell them as soon as they came on the market. These Lorcana cards, yeah, it probably would have been a terrible thing. Do you think that's what they thought it was? Perhaps. Oh, maybe. And maybe they thought it was. And yeah. just taking a pallet of cards, not really, and just being like, oh, it's big, it's, it's loads of cards, but it'll be something good, and then they've taken it. Probably from one of the big, yeah, it's like it's a big, it's a big uh, designer, game designer. It's such it. a, str- it's such a strange thing to steal. I really, I really like, like imagine having the conversation with your business partner. So, um, you know, we're going to Gen Con, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll probably be like some pallets of cards there. We could probably like nick them, all right, and do what with? Well, we can sell them. Okay. All or, right. or <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> we can fill up a hot tub <laughs> yeah. just with cards, and we could swim in it for yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. We could okay. pay everyone off with like land. <laughs> it's like yeah. land cards. Promise them land, and actually just give them cards that have got land that say land on them. Yeah. <laughs> Mad. Oh, you... God. <laughs> so yeah. Just hire a butler. Can we pay you with Magic the Gathering cards? <laughs> Wonderful, thank you. Have to be a real nerdy butler. A real, ne- yeah. I bet you'd find. I bet you could find one. I bet you could find a nerd who would act as a butler for Magic the Gathering yeah. cards. <laughs> I've. I think I know one actually. One in particular. One of my mates, Mark. He'll definitely do that. I thought you were going to say you then. It's like I do like Magic the Gathering. Maybe. I do. I do, I do, <laughs> I love, I do love. I do. I do really enjoy playing Magic the Gathering. But, but I am very aware of of how of how much of a I suppose in a way it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a false economy. Like they have a turnover of cards every single yeah. sort of couple of months and you're encouraged to buy the new set every couple of months because the old set that you had is gradually going out of like play. Ob- yeah, make being made obsolete. In the of- with- in the official games. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. JC He's a Oh, he's arrived. Fantastic. How are you? I do have a JC. Yeah, he good has- man. Yeah, good. Yeah. You alright? No. He's feeling not so good. Is, is, your, is your voice buggered? I got strep this week. Oh, oh. man. Well, oh. We will try and do all the heavy talking for you. Yeah, um, don't worry. We've, we've, done, we've managed to do 22 minutes so far. I, I apologize, guys. <laughs> I set alarms. Okay. I've, been, I've been dealing with this for the past like two or three days. And I, I set oh, alarms. And I didn't wake to them. And I'm really annoyed with myself right now. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. You're all good. It's cool, dude. Yeah. Especially if you're feeling that horrible. Like, I, I wanted <laughs> So I sent them for like <clears throat> 8 a.m. so that I would have time to sort of warm up a little bit. Hopefully, you know, have some tea, get a little, a little, yeah. you know, a little better with Take it. Take all the codeine. <laughs> yeah. How, how do I sound? Am I, am I low? No, you sound great. You sound fine. You're fine, yeah. It's all right. You sound all right. You've nailed it. Don't worry. It's all good. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some sympathy on the podcast. That'd be good. Yeah, a bit of a sympathy. Uh... Send JC love. <laughs> yeah, everyone, please and send. Strepsils. Reach out to JC. Uh, yeah, yeah um... anyone's got any strepsils? Send him some of them. Yep, them. that's literally what I'm chewing right now, just to try and get through. Yeah. Uh, you, How did you... it happen? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. Probably a weird combination of staying out too late, drinking too much, yelling, and doing too much of the show. And I also probably did a few other things that I shouldn't have done, but. <laughs> <laughs> there we ask uh, those things are 
Not a gentleman. Fun, we need a fun, fun, fun thing. <laughs> oh, back off the dark. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Mm, but yeah, every every time I swallow, it feels like I'm swallowing a bag of razor blades. It's it's oh, oh it's God. awful, awful. Um, Ouch. <clears throat> I've been trying to do vocal rest for the past 24 hours. This is the most I've talked um, because I was saving myself for this. So well, uh, JC, what we've got prepped for the rest of the episode, don't worry, it's just all monster voices all the I time for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't eaten in oh, like. 36 hours because I'm afraid of eating anything. Um, yeah, so it's been great. It's been you need, fantastic. You need something like soup, m- milkshake, yeah, probably. Hot liquids, uh, I smoothies. cannot do. I tried soup, did not work. Cold liquids, I cannot do. Tried ice cream, <laughs> it did not work. Regular liquids, I can't fucking do. I can't swallow water without it hurting. Lukewarm water. That, yeah. yeah. Oh, <clears throat> it's that bad. Oh, that's rough. It's that oh, bad. F- I'm on antibiotics now, but as of literally only yesterday, so it's going to be a few more days before those kick in. Oh, man. You have my deepest sympathies, man. Uh, it's one of the worst things to have. I, I hate it, and yeah, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, what have you guys no talked about so far? <clears throat> oh, just a, just a Gen Con heist. There's, there was a little bit more information I will... Um... Where, where it looked like it looks like the two people who are now persons of interest they've released the names um they uh worked for castle assault um people of interest they think because they were wearing the branded t-shirts from their stall um when it looks like they walked out the thing so mm. me and robert were just speculating whether they were that stupid or if someone else has stitched them up put on some castle assault t-shirts and then <laughs> and then walked off with the cards which is really horrible if they have like that's yeah. like like what a thing to do i'm wondering if they didn't make a mistake like if they thought that that was their palette of cards or something like that and then walked away with it and that they would have mm. come forward well, they've disappeared so. and they've not come back yeah, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> we were just spe- we we're speculating where the hell they could have gone like, with those cards <laughs> where would you go? they're under like, some bridge like, somewhere you know <laughs> like suddenly, suddenly well, it cuts to the broken. scene of this like really like grotty mexican bar and there's these guys playing magic and they're like doing shots and stuff <laughs> it's like there's a guy with a knife yeah. like on a table like okay. there's a big tablecloth <laughs> and then they just you way off the table you way of jugar my regular <laughs> land card cabron <laughs> i can imagine yeah. oh. how did that feel jc that sounded like it, i uh, can do that just fine it's swallowing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Swallowing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, maybe, maybe you can do the rest of the episode. Like as... It would be better for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, fine by me. How long it's have you stopped. had it? You've had it for a week? No, like two or three days. Um, have, you missed, have you missed shows because of it? I, um, I uh, had to get recast yesterday into a non-speaking role. Um, I haven't been able to go out and do other things in Fringe. There was a whole list of shows that I wanted to see the last week that I haven't gotten to. I was supposed to go to Loch Ness on Monday. Couldn't do that. A lot, oh. a lot, a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been all. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's, that is gutting. <laughs> yeah. I've been staying at home and sleeping mostly. <laughs> well, JC, you know what that means. Oh, You're going to have to come back next year. Mm-hmm. Well, we get invited to, you know. Um, I hope you do, because then I can come and see you yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, um, definitely well the scuttlebutt it. is that um, we are working. This is not confirmed, but we are working on Batu London. Oh, cool. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. Do like a like a series of shows, or just like a permanent thing? I think or? It's a permanent thing. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So will you be moving to London? Like I said, I it's know. it's in the works. It's in the, no, nothing's yeah. decided yet. That's there. Cool. We hear rumors only. So yeah, that would be ace. That would be, be very cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Great. Well, is that all the news, James? Oh no. Oh, okay. oh no. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Gen Con. We can we can rapidly get through some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know if I'm saying this right because this is the words I've never said out loud. But peso. Oh, Pizer. I I say Pizer. Pizer. Have announced Starfinder 2nd Edition. So um, it's going to be released 2020, end of 2023, 2024. Um, Oh, no, sorry. The playtest will continue through 2024. So playtest begins now. um, And then they will release that after 2024, probably. They've released <coughs> classes for um, for the for the system: Mystic, Soldier, Envoy, and Salarian. Um, I've not played Starfinder before, so I mm, don't neither. know much. But apparently, it integrates with Pathfinder, so you can. So they're going to make it so you can use both in conjunction with each other, and all the rules will work. So you can mix your fantasy and sci-fi stuff together, uh, which is oh, quite okay. a cool like idea. Um, that's I've cool. never played. I've not played Pathfinder either, other than <clears throat> the video games, which are excellent. So yeah, it'd be something that I would be willing to give give a go eventually. Um, yeah. Something that I am excited about, though, is an entirely new um, RPG that's been announced. A Welcome to Night Vale RPG uh, is coming out. So I don't know if either of you are familiar with Welcome to Night Vale. No. Um, Welcome to Night Vale. No, we, we look like we lost JC again. But uh, so oh, Welcome to Night back, Vale. He's coming back. Uh, <laughs> JC, <laughs> what happened there? Hey, uh, are you familiar with Welcome to Night Vale? I feel like I've heard of that. What is that? Yeah. Okay. So it is a podcast um, where the premise of it is essentially it's a um, a radio show mm-hmm. uh, being broadcast from this like uh, American town in the middle of this desert. Um. And so each episode sort of like continues a story and it's it's horror themed. Um, and it's essentially like a town where every horror thing and also every conspiracy theory imaginable is true all the time. Uh, and weird stuff's constantly well, happening. Now that you mention so it, they're releasing an RPG. Yep. Um, but they've they've already released like uh, books. I've got a novel from uh, from it and it's great. The podcast is is amazing. It's It's really cool stuff. Um, and they have like great musical guests um, on as well that play sort of creepy or sort of on theme music for the for the theme of the episode. And, uh, it's it's incredible. If you haven't listened to Welcome to Night Vale, you absolutely mm, should. Cool. Um, and they're releasing an RPG, so uh, I think this is definitely one that I'm going to be um, diving in on. Um, cool. Yeah, cause it's it's like there's eleven seasons of the of the podcast out, so yeah get to it i don't they don't know i don't know anything about the mechanics but the setting is awesome um and so i'm interested to see sort of where they go with it the premise sounds really cool i might have to listen to that i think yeah it's great because it's just like um it's like a radio show host Mm -hmm. he's just doing his radio show reporting news um and sort of making announcements to the town that he's passed by the leadership of the town and like his reporting on stuff that's going on and wow, it sort okay. of all pieces together and like it builds like as it goes along. It's it's excellent. 
Uh, it's oh, quite it's, it's horror and creepy but it's also funny and there's lots of light-hearted moments as well nice amazing yeah, like it sounds like a blast yeah. um so following on from that um shadow run takedown has uh entered kickstarter um so it's a dungeon crawl board game for shadow run um which i suppose is sort of maybe hero questy but for shadow run which i something i'm definitely on board with i like the sort of Shadowrun setting um and the sort of type of game that it is mm. like here uh, hero hero quest um is the sort of game that got me into tabletop gaming and rpgs mm. that, that sort of stuff so um a sci-fi version of it seems pretty cool um and there is a new expansion for the one ring lord of the rings rpg Ooh. um called moria the long dark um, which is launching on Kickstarter at the end of August. Uh, and it's the first large expansion for the One Ring uh, second edition. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that seems cool. Obviously set in Moria, so all your um, standard uh, goblins, balrogs, that sort of stuff, um, which I think uh, is one, one of the coolest, sort of creepiest settings oh, yeah. in, uh, in Lord of the Rings Moria. It's kind of the dungeon got, like, that, that inspired Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It is huge. Um, awesome. So, um, there have been some interesting board games announced, and there's uh, a couple I wanted to draw attention to. So, uh, one is called um, Last Light. Um, and that seems uh, pretty interesting. It's like a space exploration, war, and sort of resource management game um, cool. that comes with dice combat and um, loads of um, lovely little plastic ships, um, resin planets, um, and the and the board like a an electronic board that lights up. Um, and I think when well, it was either that or there was another game that is made by the same people who do Nemesis, Ooh, okay, um, cool. which is a game that I know. Oh no, sorry, I the game that. that the game. No, it's not them. There is another game, a Horror on the Orient Express um, board game that is right. done by the same people who do Frostpunk and Nemesis, which is Adam um, Kwapinski. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so it is a classic adaptation of the Call of Cthulhu adventure, um, and it looks like there's like an actual like train that you have as the board it looks very cool 3D. Nice. that's very um, cool. and the, you've got to try and work out who the cultists are on the on the train um yeah it seems pretty cool it hits kickstart in 2024 so that's that's great um i think there was only a couple more things from the hasbro bit of um gen con so they are releasing a version of risk called risk strike which is a card version of risk where right. they own the continents you need to ha- have or have had um, countries that match that continent in your hand. And it's sort of like a you can go to war and you have to spend your cards to take over territories from your allies. So that seems quite cool. A much quicker version of Risk, because I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've played Risk, but I remember it taking hours as one person <laughs> yeah. turtles down in Madagascar and puts all their soldiers there and you cannot shift them yeah. but they refuse to refuse to give up um, i love i love risk i really like risk it's a fun one it's, it's, yeah. it's such a simple a really game, game but yeah it's, it's great mm. it um there are for betrayal house on the hill there is a yuletide uh adventure what? or expansion coming out 
um, with um, Jingle Claws uh, and Elves. That's one of my favorite board um, games. Anytime anyone ever comes over, I'm like, oh, do you, you want to you do the Trilit House on the Hill? And everyone's like, again? I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's scenarios we haven't done yet. It could be one of these, and it's new and different every time. And people are like, okay. <laughs> I've never played oh, it. Is it good? Hey, yeah. hey oh, Rob, okay. you want to hang out soon? <laughs> yeah, well up for playing it. I, 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 lo- I love anything spooky and horror. I That's exactly what it is. It is a blast. It's one of those board games where you explore, and as you explore, you build out the house from a um, like a pile, like a deck. So the house like looks different wow, okay. every time you build it out. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then it changes, and yeah. there's a second phase to the game where something suddenly went wrong, and you know you pull from a list of different scenarios to see which monster you have to fight and what are the mechanics. And usually it involves one of the players being the traitor. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Talking, uh, as I already have of Hero Quest, they are releasing a new quest uh, expansion uh, called Rise of the Dread Moon. Um, it's another large expansion, so it will bring an underground city in uh, and a water labyrinth as well as 10 new quests, 29 miniatures, and a load of new tiles for the rooms and, uh, and maps, which is awesome. Great. I have, I don't have the new version of Hero Quest with all the updated miniatures and stuff. I have a friend who does, so I will just be sending them a link to yeah, that and be nice. like, this, is, this would be a really good thing for you to get <laughs> so we can play. Um, yeah, because I've got the original 80s, I think, game that i've oh wow taken from my parents <laughs> oh wow is it is it um good in good nick uh the box is not uh but the the condition of the stuff inside is is good my my dad had painted all the miniatures um oh, or wow. a lot of the miniatures so i still got those occasionally i use them for D games like the little um elf wizard and the dwarf and the human barbarian who's your classic conan looking fella yeah right so that's quite cool. That's sick. Uh, uh, finally, back to D and D. The Hasbro booth was showing off the Dicelings, which are uh, what looks like quite a cool little toy, where it's a large D twenty that like folds in and like sort of like a transformer, but you can roll it and then it springs out into assorted D and D monsters. So there's a couple of Beholder ones, a drag, a red dragon, and a Displacer Beast. Nice. Oh, when are they going to make my cool. mind player? That's what I want. Oh, there should definitely be an Elder Brain one. For uh, sure. For sure. Mm. Very cool. I think uh, there's a lot of um, cool board games and stuff that were announced at Gen Con that I think. Uh, the only other one, actually, I do want to quickly want to give a shout out is Thunder Road Vendetta. So if you like Mad Max or, um, oh, what's the race? Death Race. Oh, right. Or Death right. Race. Um, Death Race 2000, is, isn't it? Yeah, Death Race 2000, that's the one I was thinking. Uh, Thunder Road Vendetta is essentially that in a board game, and it comes with little mini cars and stuff, and it's yeah, it's a race and a fight. Uh, so you've got cars with like machine gun turrets and stuff on them, and it looks <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, we've got a couple, well, I think we've only got one tail from the yep. table. So I've got it prepped up right here for you guys. <clears throat> gonna give it right. gonna give it a stab. So this one comes to us from Damien from his weekly game of Descent into Avernus, which I know uh, uh, Rob, you and I have played. So minor spoilers for a famous side character that appears in that game. In his own words, 
My Monday night group met the wizard Mordenkainen. Yes, that one. Which was fortuitous, given that one of them had recently been feeble-minded. After knowing him into helping them, the players began engaging him in the expected starstruck Q&A session. At one point, the evil-looking silhouette cast by Mordenkainen's Avernus Tower was mentioned. Having anticipated such a question, I had him respond by saying, when in Rome, since he is one of the few D&D characters who can get away with such a fourth-wall-breaking phrase. And all at once, all six players began speaking over each other with their confused responses about who, what, where the heck Rome is, including Mordenkainen, who was doing his best to calm them all down and explain that it didn't really matter. It was chaos in the best way, and we all laughed afterwards. We had organically stumbled into a classic comedy bit, and it was glorious. Nice. Is. <clears throat> so just add some context to that, JC. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it that Morden Kanan can, can break the 4-4? What is it about him that's um, he's He is, I think, one of those... I, I don't have any personal experience with him breaking the fourth wall, but I believe he's one of those um, classic characters that are kind of multiversal travelers and can visit different versions of the multiverse. And because he came out of the Greyhawk setting, the O-Earth setting, the original setting played by Gary Gygax and the people around his table, um, I know that all the different players at Gary's table and their characters ended up kind of entering the wider lore of D&D such as Bigby, such as Mordenkainen, such as other several different kinds of characters. Melf, for instance, like Melf's Acid Arrow. And Mordenkainen is one of those people that is able to just appear in different stories and adventures. He even appears in Curse of Strahd. Minor spoilers for that as well. Um, And I'm pretty sure that he can traverse to the Forgotten Realm setting. And if you know anything about the Forgotten Realm setting, you know that it's called that because it's meant to be sort of the alternate version of Earth. Uh, Or there's more complex lore to it. But from what I understand, um, people used to be able to travel between Earth and the Forgotten Realms, a.k.a. Faerun and its other continents. And at one point, people forgot that that bridge between worlds existed. So the Forgotten Realms became forgotten, while Earth oh, kind wow. of became its own thing and didn't have any more magic. So that's oh, supposed to be the lore wow. behind that. And since Mordenkin has shown up in Forgotten Realms lore, he's one of those wizards that can just appear. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if in the Forgotten Realms, they play a version of D&D called like, I don't know, work and uh yeah. <laughs> work and uh family work it work and work and worry it's basically yeah. like yeah works and worries and basically they're playing in in the in the earth realm and they're playing they're role-playing people like us yeah. it's like i'm role-playing a podcaster well i'm role-playing a guy who who works at a factory <laughs> <laughs> i'm working a soccer I'm, I'm role-playing a soccer mom that kind of thing be quite yeah. funny yeah, I, it's like that classic meme of dragons playing, what is it, humans in households or something like that all around a table? Yeah, humans in households. Oh, really, humans in yeah, households, that's what it's cool. called. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, that would be really cool. Great. So um, we don't really have a, a topic to talk about today, although we did start off the podcast talking about story structure and how um, I've just basically, JC, I've just finished uh, Stranger Things 
Um, I don't know if you've seen it at all. Oh yeah, I love Stranger Things. Yeah. You you you're so caught just, up now to what is yeah, it, season caught, four? Right. Yeah, blown away. Oh, it's it. incredible. Like the 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 second to last episode, I was just saying to James, I thought was just absolutely <clears> phenomenal. <throat> Hands down, one of the great greatest ways to tie stories together with like how you've got like the main character who Vec, the main bad guy, sorry, Vecna, who I was like, I was like thinking to myself, I was watching, I was going, oh, I really want to know where he's from, but will that ruin it for me? Will that ruin it for me? Knowing, knowing where, where, where this guy's origin story lies. It's kind of like when you look at like um, uh, the Batman series and you've got the Joker in Christopher Nolan's Batman mm. and you don't know, you don't know where he comes from. And I kind of like that. Ambiguity yeah. That his origin that story changes every time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was hoping that well, I, was, I was hoping like in that build up to Vecna, that that would be the case with Vecna. So I thought that gives the character real mystery and real sort of malice, but how they did it by showing you actually know he does come from their world and he does have a background, I thought was just exceptional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He he's a fascinating uh, villain, he really is. And the fact that yeah. they kind of show that he's responsible for the enemy and all of the events of season three, with the mm -hmm. quote unquote mind flayer enemy from that, um, yeah. yeah, it really ties in nicely. I have to agree with you. So my question to both of you then is, have you ever had a villain like that? And what have you done in terms of like your story to weave it all together and make it all kind of like, you know, work out? James, you want to take the first step? It's a big question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no pressure at all. Uh, yeah, right. No, I so I, yeah, I like to have uh, an overarching uh, villain that sort of pulls the strings which is good because it gives me an opportunity to throw a lot of different stuff at the um at the group. Yeah, um, puppet master, puppet master. I suppose Strad is probably as well one of the bigger sort of um, ones from the D and D oh, lore yeah. that you can use to do that because he's popping in and out the entire time, and you don't really need to set up his backstory as much. Like he he has backstory, but you can tweak it. Um, to make it sort of more or less in depth to sort of keep that mystery, but especially first. So mm. I have a, a monthly um, Curse of Strahd game with Will and, and Luke and, and stuff that I've mentioned before. And yeah. where am I on this? We play... what? <laughs> Why the hell haven't I been invited? What the hell? <laughs> you, you can come, JC. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've only just now started to sort of have Strahd appear uh, and I'm slowly working at sort of um, getting the players to distrust each other um, but it's been quite right. quite fun uh, so getting to do that and then tying uh, mm. tying it back to Strahd's motivations that's that's quite cool I don't want to ruin it because I know they listen so I can't go into too much detail yeah fair um, enough Fair enough. Um, I think the thing the thing I really love about Vecna from Stranger Things is, um, spoiler alert, it's how he's linked to Eleven, and he's right. linked to the overriding story of it. So I think in a way it's like because whenever whenever I've asked players to do backstories, it's you know you get you get a loaded loaded different sort of backstories that come up, and I guess in a way my next sort of question to you guys is have you so JC have you have you ever linked a backstory to a main villain yeah um from one of your if you want to know the truth i've had my player be the main villain 
and I play her character. Oh, wow. Through a cruel twist of fate. So I've talked to you guys at length about the uh, Mind Flayer campaign that I ran. Um, And I did it for the Wayfinders as well, my team game. And I weaved a very interesting sort of twist to the tale that I hadn't done, specifically for the Wayfinders, that I hadn't done in other campaigns, where Mm -hmm. they were... So they discovered who the real villain was. The leader of the Mind Flayers was this um, charismatic yet intelligent and individualistic Mind Flayer named Dern, which kind of pulls from the Eberron lore as well, if you guys know anything about Eberron. So it was a weird thing because we were playing Forgotten Realms, but we had this Eberron villain who was also possibly otherwise known as the Absolute, which was a different Forgotten Realms version. It was like a mixing of multiverses because they had done something that had shattered different realities and they were all kind of blending in together. And when they finally confronted him after about two and a half years of play, and they finally got to the pinnacle of this displaced planet that was out of time and space, um, Dern revealed his true form and it was the face of one of the major player characters. And it, yeah, Oak's character specifically. And we went into detail how basically it was always meant to be that character who would turn into that villain. And the Wayfinders were the one instance in the multitude of realities and the infinite universes that Sovelis, the character, didn't turn into a sympathetic mind flayer. And they knew that they had to sort of take the Wayfinders as they currently were in this reality to break the cycle, to break the system, to make sure that he didn't turn into the Mind Flayer sort of king, if you will, and save the universe from Mind Flayer takeover, preserve individuality. Um, So everyone was thrown off by that. The best part about this was that the players had gone into the ending knowing that they would have to make a sacrifice, that one of their teammates would die, right? And so they had been talking about this for months before. I'm like, who are we going to sacrifice? Who's the best person? Who's the person who's willing to make a new character the most? Both in and out of character, they were discussing this. And finally, when they realized that it was him, they activated the planet-shaped doomsday device, but turned it back on the Mind Flayers, and were all trying to escape. One person tried to stay behind, and then the villain, who was actually that player character, in a different alternate universe, turned around and said, it was always me. It always had to be me. Go save yourself. So all the Wayfinders survived, and it was that person who sacrificed themselves. Epic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. I was was proud. That's so sick, isn't it? But really, a lot of that came from their own choices, their own motivations. Like I said, this wasn't what I had originally planned. It was just something that kind of grew organically out of their backstories and the fact that Oak's character had had a history with mind players growing up and I seized upon that and just basically followed it and saw where it took me. So yeah. Great. Yeah, that's great. That's a it is a wonderful way to build stories, isn't it? Being a DM and, and coming up with like a and just just having the players with their backstories and integrating that into your own narrative and how and then running with it and trying to make it work. It really like players really buy into the game more i feel if their backstory's been well thought out absolutely yeah couldn't agree more 
Totally. And keep in mind, this was all, again, envisioned as sort of a prequel slash sequel or alternate sequel to Baldur's Gate 3, which now millions of people are playing around the world. So it's it's really kind of cool to think that that's obviously our own little headcanon, but to think that that's Mm. sort of related to the events of how everything got around there. The big the the dead three were involved in in that campaign and everything, too. So, yeah. It's kind of wild. Oh, yeah. Are are you are your are your team players playing? Ball? I think a couple of them are. I haven't started to yet. Obviously, I've been busy. Um, how about you guys? Have you been playing? <clears throat> I've gone as far as the dog, and <clears throat> I, I, I enjoy playing it. I really do enjoy playing it. I just there's just a, there's just some some things about it that just take me out of the fact that it's that, that it doesn't have the immersion that I really Ooh, want to have. Okay. Okay. which I know is like a, <clears throat> a lot of people probably will disagree. But um, when you're talking to a trader and you can hear in the background, the loop of the NPCs. Mm. Oh yeah. You mentioned this at one point. I, I think. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> I really didn't really don't like mm. that. And um, yeah, I feel a little bit restricted by it. I don't know why it's like, it's like you, cause you are restricted into one area to begin right, with. Of course. And I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I need to play it a bit more often. I think. Maybe more often, but um, but yeah, but that's that's it for for today, guys. Cool. I think we're happy to. Uh, yeah, yeah so James, you got to shoot off, haven't you? I do. Yes, uh, I have. I have another work meeting. Ah. <laughs> awesome. This isn't a work meeting, what? James. What no, this is a, this is a fun. So meeting, yeah, but hopefully I have next a, week we'll have a bit of a longer meeting. set, and I won't have strap, yes. and we won't have work meetings. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank soon. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate yeah, I feel it. better soon, JC. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, even even though I had to come in a little bit late. So. No worries, man. No worries at all. Well, thank you, everyone, and we will well see you or hear you or you'll hear us next week. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Take care. Goodbye, Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.